Happy Halloween and welcome to the first episode of the Reincarnated Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stishon, and each week I'm bringing back the scariest, creepiest, and most skin-crawling tales of terror that the golden age of radio had to offer. For our first episode, we're aptly starting off with what is widely considered the first radio horror series ever, The Witch's Tale, which made its on-air debut on May 21st, 1931. It was created by Alonzo Dean Cole and featured the voice acting of Adele Fitzallen and later Miriam Wolfe as Old Nancy, the 120-year-old witch and the host of the show. Today, the cast of Pat Dwyer, Michael Misko, Jessica Lorian, Nate Huntley, Heather Cole, and myself reincarnate for you The Haunted Crossroads, which originally aired on October 17, 1932. So turn off the lights, gather round, and if you get scared, just remember, these tales scared your grandpappy first, and enjoy the very first episode of the Reincarnated Radio Podcast. today. Yes, sir. 122 year old. <laughs> well, Satan, tell everyone to douse their light. We want lots of darkness when we tell our bedtime stories. <laughs> Draw up the fire and gaze into the embers. Gaze into them deep and soon by the light of the moon and the stars we'll see a barren stretch of land where two roads meet in old Massachusetts. Three policemen stand a-talking there beside their motorcycle bikes. And soon you'll hear the story of the haunted crossroads. <laughs> the haunted crossroads. <laughs> Sure you're not scared to have us leave you alone here, Tom? Of course he's scared, Sarge. Can't you see his knees shaking? I'll probably yell for help the minute you guys are out of my sight. Sure, Gene, I, I don't think he's properly frightened. <laughs> I guess not. Well, if he sees any spooks, can't say we haven't warned him. Seriously, boy, you keep your eyes peeled for other things than ghosts on this patrol. You bet I will, Uncle Pat. You know, I hope it's my luck to have the skunk who knocked off Smith and Barkley here start something with me. Yeah, well, I hardly think that's going to happen. Those killings weren't done by the same man. Mm, they were both stabbed in the back the same way. That doesn't prove anything. Several fellows were stabbed to death right here after the Civil War. Then another about 20 years ago, according to our records. It wasn't the same murderer who got them and the two cops from our troops. Well, unless you believe the crazy stories about this place being haunted. <laughs> well, I've got to be riding off to troop headquarters or Captain Dillon will be skinning me hide. And you, Gene Hardy, had best be getting on your patrol. I'll get that old bike moving. And when you get home in the morning, Tom, remind your sister she's got a movie date with me tomorrow night. <laughs> Kathleen is not apt to forget any date she has with you. Trooper Hardy, your job at the moment is to keep your eyes peeled for speeders and reckless drivers. Yeah, okay, well, I'll try to remember that, Sarge. Well, good night. Good night, Gene. Good night, boys. Uncle Pat! 
What the? Help! Tom! I'm coming back, kid. I'm coming back. Gene. Gene! I'm coming, Sarge. It's Tom. Almost forgot. I'm here. What happened? Tom. Yes, he's dead. He's... He can't be dead. We just left him. I started right after you rode away. Then I heard him calling. Oh, merciful God, I raised that boy. He was like my own son. He was stabbed in the back. Just as Smith was stabbed a week ago. And Barkley. Here. Here at these same rotten crossroads. Now pull yourself together, Sarge. You know what I thought of Tom, but we're cops. Listen, you were back here before I was. You must have saw something. I saw no more than you see now. Whoever did it got away. They got away. <laughs> take it easy. Take it easy. Tom wasn't alone here more than a minute. No one could have got to him across these open fields and then away again in the time I left and came back. Yet, I saw no one but him and you. <laughs> what was that? A woman's laugh. A woman's laugh. You hear it too. It sounded here. Beside me. Right here beside us, at my very elbow. Yet, no one's here, that we can see. An invisible woman. That's the craziest part of your whole crazy story. But we did hear it, Captain Eldon. It's true, so help me. But there wasn't any woman by your own confession. You said you searched and couldn't find her. We searched everywhere around, sir. But there is no place for anyone to hide. And like the hicks around here, you come to the conclusion those old crossroads are haunted. A female ghost stabbed Tom Fallon with a very ungodly steel knife, I suppose which she carried away with her because you couldn't find it either. That's a fine way for two policemen to explain a murder. We're only telling you what really happened. But it couldn't have happened. Just the same it did. Now look here, sir. Tom Fallon was my closest friend. I'm engaged to marry his sister. Sergeant McGee here? He's his uncle. You don't think we'd lie to you while Tom's dead body lies out there in the squad room? He's like my own son. Ah, here, Sergeant Pat, sit down. I'm sorry to I have to pound at you like this, but Tom is the second of the troop to be killed inside a week, at the same place, in the same way. And last year we found Barkley dead there. Three policemen stabbed to death, and we haven't a single lead to the rat who did it. You think the same person killed them all, sir? Yes, and that person is a man. Not a laughing, invisible woman, a man, with strength enough to kill in a single blow. Hardy, you say Fallon wasn't out of your sight more than a few minutes before you heard him scream. I had only passed the first turn south of the crossroads, a minute and a half most. And you got back to him in about half that time. How about you, Sergeant McGee? I, I left Tom right after Trooper Hardy rode away, sir, and headed north. And neither of you saw any vehicle approaching from the east or west, and you nor passed any. No, sir. 
There was no traffic at all. Then in the 70 or 80 seconds that Fallon was alone, someone ran across that completely open space, drove a knife in Tom Fallon's back, and then ran away again. It's crazy, but that's the way it must have happened. It's the only way it could have happened. It didn't happen. It's impossible. The world's greatest sprinter couldn't have covered the necessary distance in that sort of time. And any man must make a little noise, yet Fallon heard and saw nothing until a knife was in his back. You're lying to me, both of you. By Lord, if I didn't know how close you were to the boy, I'd say you bumped him off yourselves. Captain Eldon! Don't say that, don't. (sighs) I'm sorry, I don't mean that, of course, but... Unless you fellas change your story, the coroner's jury is going to ask some mighty embarrassing questions. You've established yourselves as the only persons in the vicinity who could have come close enough to Fallon. No one is going to think we had anything to do with this when they recollect the other killings at the crossroads. Even if they won't believe we heard that woman laugh. Have you forgotten, Captain, that Tom is third to die out there? And by the same man's hand, you say. Last week when Smith was killed... Sergeant McGee and I were on duty with you in this station from the time Smith left here until the body was found. And when Barkley got his a year ago... George, you and I were up Maine doing some fishing, don't don't you remember? And Jean here. And I was serving as motorcycle escort for the governor. No one will question that alibi. You're right. But if you've told me the truth about tonight, then what is the answer? I didn't have to listen about another yarn about Smith and Barclay's murders. No one was near them when it happened. They'd been dead for hours when they were found. Excuse me, boys, the things I've said. If I don't find someone to pin these stabbings on, pretty soon I'll be believing those damn crossroads are haunted. Just a minute. Come. We've found Miss Fallon. Bring her in. Yes, sir. Does she know that her brother's... No. I telephoned her to come down here. That's all. You'd better break the news, Pat. You're her uncle. No. No, not me. I I can't even see her now. Let me out this other door before she... Captain Eldon, why did you telephone me to come down here? Jean? Uncle Pat? Why are you here? What's wrong? Let me out of here. Let me out! Uncle Pat? It's Tom. Something happened to Tom? Don't look at me. I don't know anything about it. Kathleen, dear. Miss Fallon. Tom was posted at the crossroads tonight. He's been killed there like the others. Yes. Your brother is... Tom. Oh, Tom. Kathleen, dear. Let me out of here. Let me out! Oh, Pat. I can't bear to hear her cry like that. I can't bear to have her eyes upon me. She has eyes like Tom, and they accuse me. They accuse me. Accuse? Before God, I swear I didn't mean to kill him. What? You? Yes. I killed him. I didn't tell you the truth. I never left him at his post. I killed him because something from the blackest hell got into me. I stabbed the knife into his back, and I couldn't help myself. I was made to do it, made to do it. Now I pay for what I've done. Don't let him get his gun. (gasps) He shot himself. He's dead. Tom Fallon's murderer has just killed himself. He stabbed my brother? Oh, no. No, he couldn't have. You heard what he said, Miss Fallon. 
But who killed Smith and Barkley? McGee couldn't have done that. Why did he say he couldn't help himself? That he was made to kill his nephew? And what was the meaning of that woman's laugh I heard? Argyle gargoyle, Argyle gargoyle, Argyle gar, gar, Argyle get, well, you get the idea. No, it's not just a tongue twister. It's a sketch comedy YouTube channel that's as funny as it is difficult to say. New content and videos are released constantly, and by constantly, I think they mean just every once in a while. And while the title might be hard to say, Argyle gargoyle, I'll get it right sometime sooner or later, it's not very hard to subscribe to the channel. So head on over to YouTube, type in Argyle Gargoyle, hey I did it, and subscribe to the channel. Argyle Gargoyle, Argyle Gargoyle, Argyle Gargoyle, Argyle Gargoyle. You in the car. Drive on. No stopping here. It's only me, Jean. Kathleen. You can put away your gun, but I'm glad to know you're being careful. Why drive way out here at this hour, honey? I couldn't sleep knowing you were posted all alone at these crossroads tonight. Dear, I told you not to worry. A troop has been posted alone here for the past three weeks now. Ever since poor Tom was killed and, well, nothing's happened. You think there is no danger here anymore? Now that Uncle Pat is dead? Look, you mustn't start thinking about him now. It's rather difficult not to think about him. I will never understand. He was out of his mind. It's the only explanation. But what drove him out of his mind? What could have made him destroy someone he loved? As we know, he loved Tom. And he said he was made to do it. I don't know. Jean, you're all I have left. If anything should happen to you now... Now nothing's going to hurt me, dear. Come on. Get a hold of yourself, sweetheart. But Uncle Pat didn't have anything to do with the other deaths here. He was miles away when Smith and Barkley were stabbed. Jean, maybe this place is haunted. You don't believe that stuff any more than I do. You're just upset. Now, here. I'm going to disobey all orders of the state police and join you in this car for a little roadside parking. No, no, don't get in. I'd rather get out and walk a bit. I've never been out here, you know. At, at night, I mean. Yeah, and you shouldn't be out here now. Fine thing, driving this deserted old road at midnight. Have you got that little gun I gave you? Oh, yes. I always carry it when I drive alone. Oh, that's good. Well, come on then, if you want to walk. Jean, exactly where did you find Tom's body? We're not going to talk any more about that. <sighs> All right. Really wouldn't do me any good to know. It's such a gloomy spot here. No cars passing, no road lamps. These are just old country roads. No state trooper had to patrol here regularly until... Until after Frank Barkley was found stabbed here. Oh, Kathleen... I want to talk about it, Jean. I loved Uncle Pat. He was a good man, not a killer. Or a maniac. 
And I've got to know what made him do the thing he did. Find out what made him say he couldn't help himself. Uncle Pat was in Maine when Frank Barkley was killed. Tell me about that. Well, all I know is Barkley didn't report on schedule. When they found him, he had been dead for several hours. And then Smith just a week before Tom. Like Barkley, he had been dead for a long time when found. But Uncle Pat couldn't have done it. Oh, he wasn't out of my sight. And neither was Captain Dalton or the others any time that night. And after that, Captain Dalton made this a fixed post. I can't understand it. Neither can anyone else. Seventy years ago, the papers say a town constable was stabbed here, and another constable about the time we were children. That makes five. All police officers. That's weird, all right. But you mustn't think about it anymore, dear. And don't worry about me. Look around. There's nothing but open spaces, sand, grass, and two level high dirt roads. Why, there isn't even a bush or a stone big enough for a cat to hide behind, let alone a man with a knife. No one could come close to him here, except someone who he knew and trusted. As Uncle Pat was trusted by Tom. As you trust me. Hey, that's enough nonsense now. Okay, go home. Go to bed. Get some sleep. And keep that little automatic I gave you handy on the way. Night driving is no business for a woman. I wish you'd let me stay. Not a chance. You want me to lose my job? Because that's what happens to cops who entertain ladies during business hours. But it's so gloomy here, so silent and eerie. It looks like a haunted place. Oh, that's just bunk. Here, give me a kiss and say goodnight. Oh, Jean, I can't lose you. And you're not going to. Hey, I'm safer here than being in church. <laughs> What was that? A woman laughing. That's what I heard the other night. <gasps> look! Look there! A woman's in the road. She wasn't there a moment ago. How? I'll soon find out. No, Jean! Come back here! Stay in the car, Kathleen. You! In the black dress! I want to talk to you! No! Don't follow her, Jean! Come back! Hey, wait, wait, wait! Whoever you are, don't walk away from me! I'm an officer of the law! Don't go any closer to her! <gasps> no! Don't let her touch you, Jean! Keep away! She disappeared. Vanished as I watched her. Where did she go? Come back. Come back. I'm coming. What happened to that woman? I'm coming. Jean, what's happened to you? I've got to do it. Why are you staring at me like that? I've got to do it. Got to do it. Why are you opening your pocket knife? Can't help myself. Can't help myself. You look as though you didn't know me. As though I'm someone you hate. Jean, I'm Kathleen. You love me. Kathleen. Love. Don't come any closer. Keep away. Kathleen. Kathleen, love. Your gun, Kathleen. Shoot me before I reach you. Shoot me. It's the only way to stop me. I can't help myself. No. No! Yes! Shoot me or I will kill you with this knife! No! You're mad! <laughs> Shoot! Shoot, I say, before I drive this knife into your back! Oh my god, forgive me. It's the only way. <laughs> oh, I've shot you, Jean. I've shot you. <laughs>
Are you a mom, soon to be mom, want to be a mom, or even know a mom? Find some comfort and community and listen to The Pumping Podcast. The Pumping Podcast is for moms, by moms, and is hosted by mama-in-training Jessica Lorian. After hearing from her friends that mom life can be isolating and lonely, Jessica started this podcast to give moms who are pumping and breastfeeding some comfort to know that they are not alone. At the same time, Jessica is learning about motherhood herself. So tune in every Wednesday to hear a new journey into motherhood with The Pumping Podcast. Come on, Miss Fallon. I want to hear more about this woman who laughed, this ghost. Please, please don't ask me any questions. Go up to that operation room again, Captain Eldon. Make sure Gene is going to live. I only shot him to stop him. You stopped him, all right. Oh, here's the doctor at last. Oh, doctor. That's all right, Miss Fallon. We've taken the bullet out of Trooper Hardy's shoulder, and he'll be up and around in just a few days. Oh, thank God. Thank God. And also Jean's tough constitution. Now that's off your mind. Will you please tell me exactly what happened at the crossroads tonight? I'll answer all your questions now. What I've already heard this evening has made me very curious. Sit down, Doc. It's your office and your hospital. Go ahead, Miss Fallon. Let's hear all about that laughing, appearing, and disappearing woman. If I were you, Captain, I'd withhold my judgment a while. Trooper Hardy has been babbling about the phantom woman under the ether. Under ether, people don't lie. He's been repeating over and over. He couldn't help himself. He couldn't. Some way, somehow, she made him want to kill me. But he loved me. That love was stronger than her power. He had time to warn me. So you obligingly shot him? Yes. And the woman reappeared again? Right beside me. She laughed. She laughed horribly, and then, as I looked at her, she just wasn't there. A woman dressed in black, you say? Yes, a dress all folds. It might have been a shroud. Her face was like... like the dead. It was an awful purplish tinge like she'd been strangled. Around her throat was a heavy rope that dangled to the ground. Oh. God, I will see it till the day I die. You just shot one of my troopers. I don't care if you were engaged to marry him. Uh, That's enough, Captain. I'm boss inside the walls of this hospital, and this girl is in no condition to stand your third degree. Besides, I think she's telling the truth. The truth? Why not? We can't call a thing a lie simply because we don't understand it. Have you any better explanation than what we've heard for the tragedy at those crossroads? You don't think anything supernatural... I think something that has lived beyond the span of ordinary human life is responsible. Remember those almost forgotten tales that the newspapers have searched out? Uh, The man who was stabbed there in 1865. The other chap in the early 1900s. One of the reporters told me they've discovered several more crossroad stabbings in the records. A peace officer was killed there in Andrew Jackson's time. 
and a member of the Watch back when Washington was president. All policemen. By Jove, I hadn't thought of it in that light. And Miss Fallon, you say the Phantom Woman had a rope around her neck? Yes, a thick rope with a heavy knot. A hangman's rope. And at the crossroads in the early days, criminals were hanged and buried. What's that got to do with it? Maybe a lot more than you think. Excuse me, Captain, so I can move that chair aside and, and get to that bookcase. What? I want to find something. Something I've read and more than half forgotten. Policeman. Officers of the law. They being the only ones to die at those crossroads where a gallows tree once stood. Ah, that's a coincidence. Ah, but you must admit, a strange coincidence. Here's the book. An old history of this county. History? Mm-hmm. Ah, here it is. I knew I read it somewhere. Look. What is it, Doctor? On that 15th day of August, 1721, by order of the King's Governor, a gibbet of good stout oak had been erected at Berkeley's Crossroads. That's the name of our old place, Captain Eldon. Go on reading. And there the criminal, Goody Fairfax, was taken, still protesting her innocence of the foul crimes a jury of her peers had found her guilty. Get her! Hang her! Let her dangle from the rope! No, no, I swear I'm innocent. The officers have lied. Hold on tightly to her bleaker so I can fix this rope around her scrawny neck. Let me go! Let me go! You cannot kill me! I've done no murder! Have mercy! I'm innocent! Ah, I swear! Hey, you've had a fair trial, old maid, and been found guilty. And soon be a crime to be buried in the soil of infamy here beneath this gallows tree. Nay, nay! Aye, so all who pass by may spit upon your grave. Ah, the rope is fast at last. All is ready, my lord sheriff. When you give the word... Quiet! Quiet! Let the king's high sheriff speak. Nay, I who am about to die, this unjust death will speak. Hear me, ye officers of so-called justice who have decreed this fate for me. As I die innocent of crime, I vow to return from death a murderer. Ye officers of blind law do visit death on me, so I shall visit death on you with no more sense of right or pity. You mean to bury me beneath this gibbet in unhallowed ground, away from God? Whilst I remain away from God, beware, beware, I warn thee, for not even death will stay my hate. I will return to bring ye death, officers of law. I shall return to bring you death. I shall return to And though still screaming her threats of ghostly vengeance, the murderous Goody Fairfax was hanged to death. Then the old account goes on. Her body was cut down and buried underneath at Berkeley Crossroads. Captain Eldon, whether or not you believe in ghosts, it might be a kindly thing if you search for Goody Fairfax's grave, and if you find it, place her restless bones in hallowed ground. A kindly and a wise thing. I haven't got over it yet. There were human bones, a woman's bones, buried beneath those crossroads. I knew you'd find them if you only persisted in the search. He persisted, all right, making us troopers do the digging with me on double shift. Fine way to treat a man a week out of the hospital. And a newly married man. 
I thought that was a good way for you to earn your sergeant stripes. Sergeant stripes? Captain Eldon. I had to make you two crazy ghosts here some sort of a wedding present, and this didn't cost me anything. <laughs> oh, how can we ever thank you? Be happy. And Kathleen, let that first shot at your husband be your last. <laughs> well, that's the end of that one, Satan. <laughs> you folks come, come see me again on my birthday. We'll have another cheerful yarn to spin ye. And that concludes our reincarnation of the Haunted Crossroads from the Witch's Tale and the very first episode of the Reincarnated Radio Podcast. I'd like to thank my inaugural cast of actors for lending their incredible talent in bringing this script back to life. New episodes of the Reincarnated Radio Podcast will be released every Thursday and can be found on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and maybe leave us a review. Tell us what you think. Hopefully we raised a hair or two. But for now, that's it for me, Dave Stishin, and the Reincarnated Radio Podcast, where we scared your grandpappy first. <laughs> <laughs>